Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Made it excited for episode number 99. Feeling fine by itself. <laughs> 99. It's flew by in an absolute flash. It's one of those things, life, if you don't catch it in the moment, it just passes you by. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? What's been happening this week? Oh, just just studying my lines for the script. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to pick up where we left off and finish this darn thing? What, what, do you, what do you think? We left last week at a time we can all be described as the ad break. So we could come straight back after commercials and, and fill these guys. I know there's a lot of fans on the edge of the proverbial Exactly. I'd, I'd hate, to, hate to deny the listeners another week waiting. So I, I suppose we could just jump straight in here. I mean, no big fanfare with the type of people that just flip the script. So let's let's do it. We're uh, at the bottom of page sixteen. You know, a, a little uh, Easter egg for those who are, who've been listening to this, thinking, "God, I know I couldn't write a script that good, but I wouldn't mind giving it a bash." Well, a little bit, a little bit, tip bit information in the movie industry, we call a page a minute. So one page is, is a minute screen time. Right. So if you write two pages. You've read it yourself two minutes of film. And the from looking at this PDF here, they're, they're very, very spaced out. <laughs> it's not like a page of a book. <laughs> what tips would you give to any uh, budding screenwriters? Great question. A, a fantastic question. Certainly from my point of view, the first thing you should do, always Google how to write script. That'll, uh, that'll talk you through the, the do's and don'ts. A big thing for me would be know your characters. Know them inside it. Know them like the back <laughs> of your hand. you got to live and breathe these guys. These are extension of yourself. Treat them like your family members. Know what they would do, what they wouldn't do. And, you know, understand that humans, as humans, we have layers upon layers. We're, we're nothing more than walking onions. Jamie, have, have you got anything, any advice for any uh, budding script writers? Always give up. Always give up. Always give no, up. No when, no when to give up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far in, uh, in part one of episode one, we've been introduced to... Freddy, Donnie, Neil Mulholland, <laughs> the Etta and her sidekick, uh, the two 
junky characters who have stole Jamie's uh, money and the the two Freddy's. police officers. Sorry, sorry, Freddy's. Yeah. Sorry, do apologise. And Rona, the mum. And Rona, Freddy's mum. And the two so, policemen. And the yeah. two policemen. That's what I was about to say right. before he corrected me. Back in after the ad break, are we going to are we going to be introduced to any more characters or is this? Well, as I kind of alluded to last episode, there's quite the twist, let, let me tell you. Right, okay. As, as this okay. goes on. Uh, grip onto your seats, buckle in if you're driving, step off the train if you're travelling because we don't want any fits of tears on the subway. Buckle in. Let's go. Right, okay. Cool, let's go. So obviously if anyone who's coming to this, you will need to listen to the, the last week's podcast to, to have any idea of what's what's going on here. Right, well, will we begin? So, uh, what uh, if if there was a potential um, advertising partner for the show? Who would be a, who would be a dream sponsor? Toyota. Toyota. <laughs> what's, ta- what's Toyota? They've got the the the, uh, the motor cars. Toyota. Toyota. Uh, what what is it? Toyota. <laughs> oh shit! Is it not Toyota? <laughs> Toyota then. Toyota. Toyota, uh, Toyota brings you. Uh, it's proud partnership with class. <laughs> the car in front's a Toyota. <laughs> Did you see the... Uh, well, you don't really read newspapers, but the front pages of the newspapers, it was about uh, <laughs> your man for Brewdog. Oh, really? Uh, oh, pal. Good, good, always, good, always good to get Brewdog mentioned on the cast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any, any time we can. Any time we can get them in there. Uh, what's, what's he done now? As far as I remember, I just... Uh, I just glanced at the. I was trying to read the headlines, but like upside down in the shop because right, right. they were facing the other way. So I was standing with my head between my legs reading them. Um, Readings became too easy. Like to put a challenge for yourself. Hi. As far as I know, his ex-girlfriend made up a his fake Instagram to spread quote-unquote lies about him. Malicious rumors. And then she managed to fleece him out a hundred grand. What? What vibe? Uh, like shaking him down, kind of thing. I think so. Right. Right. I think she smashed it on a grand at him by, by him trying to stop this fake Instagram account, which turned out to be his, his ex-girlfriend. I certainly know what I'm doing after this cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's mad. Here we go. With all of those, like, sort of... Uh, Surely you can't fall Ran- for it twice, though. With all those, like, ransom-type things, you really need to know your price point. Because, like, a hundred a hundred grand is, like... Obviously, that's a lot of money, but to him, that's, fuck, like, that's well worth... Him paying yeah, that, silencing. but then if you went to half a million, that's a lot of money. Yeah. So you, I think if you come in at a good a good number, you can. The, the you problem can... with us, but we're quite easy to pull up. So I would say if he, he said to us, right, okay, I'll send you six slabs of the new Hazy Jane. We'd like, right, cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's fine. Done. Good deal. I'll good delete deal. the photos. Yeah. <laughs> 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 good honor. That, that's that's mad, man. So back to class brought to you by Brewdog. Sponsored <laughs> <laughs> by ACG. Proud partners of, of class episode one. Right, let's jump in. Right, let's, let's get back to it. Okay. Action. Interior hairdressers day. Rona is getting her hair permed. Her conversation dominates the room. Two older women under blow dryers reading magazines. Rona. That means Stacey Doolally can't even dance. Can't think for the life of me why she got asked on that strictly. My 90 year old mother can move with mere grace. Did you watch the last series? Well, I seen the. I watched the whole thing, so I did. It's a fix, Sharon. Every week I phone the cast and try and get my vote going, but the lines are busy. Did he stop me trying, but eh? 
So I says to myself, I says, Rona, you're spending a bloody fortune here and for what? To see Doolally, Stacey swan about like a lame duck every Saturday. Ruins my wine, so it is. Anyway, you up to much tonight? Oh, me and Gary's just gone to order in a wee... Here, you're just reminding me, I need to phone in Freddie. He's away to that John Lewis to know. He pick up the vouchers for our magazine's wedding reception tonight. I tell him to get that sexy senorita eyelashes for us as well. But if we check the glasses next door and the USA nail bar says they'll do it at a discount with my nails, I'll just tell him to leave them. I seen Freddie up the street busking about an hour ago when I was on my lunch. Must have been his doppelhanger, Sharon. He's not he's no messing about with that wee daft guitar anymore. He was in the tune when I last phoned him, running late as usual. The phone rings for a few seconds but then cuts off. Here, he's no answering his phone. He must be getting ready, but a good boy he is. Interior, police station, day. A dull grey room with a desk and three chairs. The officers are sitting opposite Freddie, taking his statement. So we'll just read you the statement back and you can let us know if we've missed anything. So around 3pm, a man and a woman approached me in the main street where I was busking. They moved towards me and I instantly felt terrified of the man's Union Jack flag. What? No, I didn't say I was terrified of the Union Jack flag. They moved towards me and I instantly felt very scared of the Union Jack flag. Are you kidding? I wasn't scared of the Union Jack. I'm not, I'm not scared of any flag. What about the ISIS flag? That's a scary flag, that. <laughs> Are you serious here? Officer 2 shrugs his shoulders and looks towards Officer 1. I never said anything about scary flags. I just said they had a flag on them. Can you just read me the rest of the statement, please? I'm real hurry, I need to get back to work. <laughs> work. Freddy looks at Officer 2 in disbelief once again. The camera cuts to the clock in the wall as it spins forward to him. <laughs> Sunlight in the room has changed position. Freddy's at his wit's end, head in his hands, elbows on the table, demented. The police have a whiteboard out and one of them is pacing around the room. So let me get this straight. At 3pm, a man and a woman approach me. They brandished a Union Jack flag to which I have no opinions on whatsoever. <laughs> Freddy's phone rings. It's Rona again and he quickly switches it off. He's at breaking point now. Right, forget it. That's a total waste of time. You kept me here for hours now. Officer um, 2 interrupts Freddy just before he finishes his sentence and a call comes through on the radio. I need to over there, pal. On you go, Sheila. I've just had a report of a theft at the old woman's workman's club. Two suspects are large, male and female, one with a flag wrapped around his head. Any description on the flag there, Sheila Hen? Eh, uh, No. Freddy looks bewildered at both officers. Doesn't sound like the guys we're looking for, to be honest. Freddy's had enough. He quickly gathers his guitar case and stands up to leave. No what, guys, just leave it. File under unsolved. I'm off. Freddy exits and slams the door. The officers sit in silence for a brief moment. Fancy a Greg's? Only if you don't tell him they're about to murder a steak bake. <laughs> I'll fire under unsolved, McCardle. The officers pish themselves <laughs> laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Exterior outside police station. Can I just say, can I just say classic scene? <laughs> <laughs> I like the um, the clock spinning around in the wall time. <laughs> that was to, that was to signify time moving Very good, a very good uh, narrative device. <laughs> Exterior outside police station. Neil's car, day. Neil and Donnie are parked outside the police station in Neil's old wreck of a car, a Honda HRV 2001, <laughs> waiting for Freddy. <laughs> Freddy appears out the police station, angry. Look, Donnie, it's Ronnie Biggs. <laughs> He's glad. There's El Chapo there. Neil and Donnie laugh as Freddy drops his guitar to the floor and sparks up a cigarette. Some getaway motor this would be. 
The camera pans to reveal the rundown Honda HRV 2001. <laughs> <laughs> How did you even know I was here? You kidding? I think Johnny Hash can pay a visit to Folsom State Prison and we don't know about it. It's the talk of the town. Everybody knows. We thought you'd hand it yourself in to stop your mob breaking your wee jaw. Neil and Donnie laugh again as Freddie jumps in the back seat of the car. What do you mean everybody knows? Does my mom know? Tell him my mom doesn't know. The car falls silent for a brief moment. Donnie makes an expression as if he's about to give an excuse as to why. You and your fucking vlogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was I meant to know she'd see it? Because you've got about three followers, mate, and even I know that she's one of them. How much did you film last night? Not a lot. Just, unfortunately, all the bits that would land you in the doghouse. Silence falls over the car once again. Aye, well, the doghouse would be a luxury at this point. I'm going to be out in Mars. Doesn't even bear thinking about. I'll need to bail. And where is it you're going to bail to? You've got less than a fiver to your name and you've left with you about four times in your life. Shut up. I've left hundreds of times. I spent three nights in Kilbowie. That was a school trip, you mug. Plus you get sent home early for running out of the lassie's toilet so you're wee willy it. <laughs> boys laugh, except for Freddy. Ah, you know what? Let him out here. Stop the car. Stop the car, Neil. Neil pulls over. <laughs> you need the toilet again? <laughs> nah, mate, but he's starting to piss me off, so I'm away. Freddy grabs his guitar and exits the car as both Neil and Donnie are laughing Freddy's comment off. The boys pull away with Neil tooting the horn a few times. Donnie leans out the window and shouts, He at the wedding, Shawshank. You hear the boys laughing as the car speeds away. We follow Freddy, trailing behind as he walks the green mill to his impending doom. The gravity, <laughs> of, <laughs> the gravity of what he's about to face sets in. <laughs> Exterior, back streets, wishy, day. Close on Freddy as he roams the streets, coming to terms with the mess he's in. Freddy voiceover. I've no idea where I'm heading. A few pairs of pants and a pack of ham should see me alright though. I've got my guitar for company in this lonesome road. You always hear about people heading west, so I'm going to make some inquiries. Freddy approaches a woman standing by the bus stop. What way is west? Eh, I don't know, but there's a 267 due any minute now. Probably goes there. If no, get off and start it the next side of the road. Freddy voiceover. Absolutely useless, so I just keep walking. I'm getting romantic fantasies of hitching on a cattle cat with other hobos and losers. They'd have a harmonica, I imagine. They always do. Life on the road. The rambling man. I'm going to grow a beard and cook beans with a lighter. Freddy looks up to see Brian Yardley, 60, also known as Yads, bedraggled old hard man. <laughs> Been around the block, knows everyone and everything. Hanging from his second floor window, Yads is Freddy's Mr Miyagi. Alright, Yad. Where are you off to? West. What? Ah, nah, nah, I don't really know where I'm going. What's the matter? You're not looking yourself. My mum's got in for us. She gave me money for John Lewis. I said, Cheryl Cole's eyelashes. And it's Manny's wedding night. Wedding reception night. She got married. <laughs> she got married in Toro Molinos last week. <laughs> That's I had to put that in because we realised there was no actual wedding reception. We were just going to a wedding. No, there was no actual wedding ceremony. So right, went, right, right. We had to put that in that she got married in Toro Molinos. Another narrative device. <laughs> <laughs> right. But what did old Ronna do? What did you thought we were for? I spent the money in the boozer last night. A hundred quid, man. I promised that I wouldn't be stupid with it. Now it's all gone. That's fuck all. Once I had to give up the family house to a gambling debt, these guys were serious. But I managed to get it sorted. Yad's mime's cocking back a shotgun. Saying that, I still wouldn't fancy my chances with your ma. 
She could certainly go back in the day. Great woman, but wonderful. Wonderful with worms. Aye, well, I'll be hearing some of her favourites as she launches me at the house. I don't know what to do. Just sing one of your songs. Use that voice of yours. You're smooth as silk, kid. That's the last thing she'd want to hear yet. Checks I'm wasting all my time with all this carry-on. You kidding? That's one way of her heart, son. How do you think your old boy won her over? Freddy stands confused, having never heard this about his dad before. Your dad. Your old man was just like you. A dreamer, but not a penny to his name. But he was some chanter. I don't think that's got to cut it. Listen, kid. Your ma used to have the fellas after her. But as soon as she heard your dad sing, he was game air for the rest of us. Like a flyer in shite, so she was. I really like playing Yads. Uh, I don't know, Yad. Yad cuts Freddy off. Trust me, get yourself on stage tonight and sing for your supper. Before Freddy walks off, Yad ruffles in his trouser pocket and pulls out £20, crumples it up and pings it down to Freddy. Freddy catches it and unravels it. Yeah, it's no much. Here by your ma wee genway or treat yourself to a fucking compass. West that way. <laughs> Yad points in the opposite direction to which Freddy has been walking. Freddy smiles and walks off. Exterior, outside wedding reception, old workman's club, early evening. Two boys are standing outside the entrance smoking. A couple <laughs> having a snog. <laughs> Is that for the English people? Uh, way too young to be kissing. <laughs> A few kids kicking a football off the wall and swearing. Guests enter in the building in their wedding attire. Interior wedding reception inside Old Workman's Club. Night. All the guests in the hall are confused as to what's going on. Donnie's DJ equipment has been stolen. Even though he's blameless, he seems to be the focus of the crowd's frustration. A few burly men are starting to swarm round him. Neil. What's happened here? Where's all your stuff? <laughs> gone. Gone. It's all gone. They're taking everything. What? My decks, my tunes, the mixer. I go for Christmas last year, it turned the lights on in Paisley. It's all gone. How did that happen? Who done it? It's obvious. It's one of my haters. They're everywhere. I'm close to getting the verified and insta and they all fucking can't stand it. Just then, Freddy walks in. He's oblivious to what's been going on, but points to Donnie's sign. <laughs> Who's Leo? Camera pans to Donnie's newly purchased L-O-V-E sign from earlier which has had the V stolen and has now been rearranged to spell Leo. You've got to be fucking kidding me! Donnie runs over to his sign and continues to scream in audible profanities as he's followed by the burly men. The camera focuses back on Neil and Freddy. What's his problem? He's deeply deluded, but that's for another day. He's going to be... He's going to have natunes tonight and somebody's pinched all his gear. Right. Find my mom this crowd distracted till you see me on that stage. What? Why? What's, what am I going to speak to your mum about? I don't know, just just tell her how good a, t- a teacher you are. He loves sprouting that shit. I'll go deal with Donny. Freddy rushes off to tell Donny's solution. Neil stands vacant, giving himself a shake and heads to locate Rona. Interior wedding reception inside Old Workman's Club, night. Freddy sheepishly takes to the stage, looking around nervously. Everyone's heads turn as he plugs in his guitar and feedback sounds from the amp. Rona, standing with Neil, is less than impressed. Burly old man. Oh Christ, here we go. What do you mean? What do you mean you can the mic stand? Well, obviously it was stolen. Donnie goes to his table and retrieves a tiny tabletop mic stand. Here, this is the only one I've got. <laughs> we didn't got any stone hold it for us. Donnie's about to protest, but then he looks around and realises the room's attention is on them. So he holds a mic stand near Freddy's mouth. What was the first song meant to be again? The Sash. <laughs> 
Some of the guests begin to laugh. Freddy doesn't look amused. Rona watches, furious. Just sing in, I don't know. This is fucking embarrassing. Freddy strums a few chords. Donnie stands with his head down trying to hold the mic still, but ends up making it unsteady, banging into Freddy. Fuck's sake, Donnie, why watch my teeth? Everyone, including the bride and groom, are laughing, but Rona's livid. Hesitant, Freddy strums a few chords again. Close in on Rona, who's clearly at the end of her tether. The situation has become too much for her to bear, and she quickly exits via the side door. Freddy, unaware of Rona's exit, begins to sing his own rendition of Right Down the Line by Jerry Rafferty, and it works. Right <laughs> <laughs> down the line. As the bride and groom begin to dance, they're joined by the rest of the congregation. Interior, wedding reception, inside Old Buckman's Club, night. The mood is merry with everyone drinking and laughing. Neil is speaking to two bridesmaids about his role as a teacher. Of course the challenge is students and developing their core skills and teaching them right from wrong. And yeah, I suppose you could say in a very literal sense, I'm essentially responsible for each individual child's life. Tony said you were the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen Goodwill Hunting? Freddy finishes his set, the party's in full swing. Donnie takes over from Freddy and heads up to the stage to play music from an old cassette deck. <laughs> Freddy steps off the stage to applaud and pats on the back. He goes looking for his mum. Where's my mum? Neil pretending he didn't really hear him. Hmm? <laughs> 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 my mum, where is she? You're meant to be keeping her occupied. She left me before you started, mate. I'm sorry. Freddy's clearly rocked by this, but tries not to show it. Alright, what? But before I sign? Mate, I don't know. Don't worry about it. I'm sure she just... You can stay at mine for as long as you need. Mate, worried? I'm not worried. I'll be all good, man, honestly. No hassle. Sound as a pound. Freddy walks away to be by himself. Freddy voiceover. I don't know if you can tell because my acting is pretty spot on. But I'm anything but sound at this point. And to be honest, I'm about 20 pence short of a pound here. Tight on Freddy's face as a crowd's in the background blur. Think Mike Skinner in the Blinded by the Lights music video by the street. <laughs> Freddy, Freddy voiceover. Me and my mom have weekly run-ins. It's just how it goes. But there's an understanding that no matter what happens, we'll be there for each other. It's been like that ever since that, the day that my old man fucked off. Freddy's point of view as he stares at Neil. Neil as it is. I hate staying at Neil's though. He always buys that shite butter. North Pack. <laughs> Which uh, you revealed, Jamie, is just the same as Lopak. <laughs> yes, I <did. laughs> uh, A sympathetic Neil comes over to comfort Freddy. Come on, mate. Let's just go. I'll make you a cup of tea and some toast. Offer it. <laughs> Have you any butter in? Nothing but the best for you, mate. Wink. End credits. And then the post-credits scene. Uh-huh. Uh, interior, Steve- Stephen and Stacey's junkie flat evening. Stephen and Stacey have Donnie's decks balanced on his big illuminated V sign. <laughs> They're dancing to a rave version of the sad, <laughs> drinking Buckfast and smoking cigarettes. There are posters of Rangers players up on the wall and other random objects that they have stolen on their travel. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. <laughs> and finish. <laughs> Posters and Rangers. <laughs> George Alberts. Paul Gascoigne. <laughs> so this was like 2019, yeah. What would they have changed about it? Trying to be as much uh, obvious sectarian references or... I still keep that the same. I would make the, as opposed to being uh, Donny being into like doing vlogs, I'd make him. Donny would need to be a TikTok type guy. He'd be a TikToker trying to make Aye. six second videos all the time. There was one other thing. <laughs> See the, the Cheryl Cole eyelashes and I thought like that's obviously like a deliberately outdated like reference. Aye. I think that was because it had to go and get them once for Emily. Right, so they are a thing. Cheryl Cole uh, eyelashes. Se- senorita. Right, Cheryl right. Cole senorita yeah. eyelashes. That's funny, even that's like, even that's from your, your, your own life. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That, that was pretty fun. Quite enjoyable. But I mean, obviously, uh, certainly Jamie anyway, like, not very good at acting and reading, reading through it, but I mean... Um... <laughs> I think I think he's done a good job. Okay. Especially uh, the many the many roles that you had to uh, do, okay? <laughs> but, uh, like, obviously, we're, we're not great at that, but the, the, you can picture, man, if there's some people... People that knew their chops took that. I think that could be a, a real, a real kind of Sopranos if I'm if I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Squid it was, Game. It, it, listen, it was fun to do, wasn't it? Right. It was fun to do. I'm uh, yeah, and all we need to raise is 110 grand, and we can get that made. So easy. It's it seems pretty simple. It doesn't seem. All we need. All we need to do is uh, blackmail the Brewdog guy. There you go. Aye, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it for a hundred grand, and then only ten grand. That's pretty, pretty achievable. Exactly. But I fucking man, that was that was a cool wee, a cool wee time when we done that. I'd, I would love to revisit that and make it. I mean, should we should we go into or should we save that for episode one hundred when we go and tell you what the, the next episodes would have been, or should we? Should yeah, we might as well do that now because we, sh- we should I, I, wrap uh, it up. Cool. Well, that that be cool, man. So that was obviously that was obviously episode one. So that was that was the, that would be obviously the, the pilot episode, and that's the, the kind of one that you obviously fleshed out. So that would be how how long would that be? Twenty two minutes. Twenty two minutes. Twenty two minutes. With minutes. With the, obviously, I'm the the, the You need to get the, the, Toyota. Toyota, the Toyota. Toyota ad break there. Eight minute Toyota ad break. That was called Which Way's Westy Wishy. That's the that's the first episode, and, and the synopsis of that was Last Chances Don't Come with Warnings. Freddy's antics of light of truth cause for concern. And his mum, Rona, isn't shy in reminding him. He seems to be following in the footsteps of his dad, and that's no good thing. In a desperate attempt to jilt her boy into assuming some sort of responsibility, she entrusts him with the task of buying a present for his auntie's wedding. But having spent the money his mum gave on a gift on another wild night out, Freddy's on a quest to earn the cash back in a race against time. He takes to the streets to busk. Music's always been his lifeline. Unfortunately, as ever, nothing quite goes to plan, and he's sidetracked by some flirty old grannies sectarian junkies who steal his money and some moronic time-wasting policemen. But will Freddy get his money back in time for his auntie's wedding? Or does he face a similar exile from the family into quasi-alcoholic obscurity? 
just like his dad. <laughs> You're just like a dad. <laughs> Episode two is called Feeling Loathing and Wishy. Freddie throws an impromptu party at his mum's flat, which has been thrown out of while she is away on union business. I think we're making her like a mad socialist, aren't we? Like she was at trade union meetings. Mm-hmm. He hates organising things, but he's done it to impress Francesca. Unfortunately, it's the night before a big interview for a potential real job. Freddie's finally had to pull his finger out after having slept on Neil's couch for a few weeks. Freddie's house party gets out of hand. There's a naked Nazi, a rogue set of Viagra tablets let loose, and a bloody bottle fight, all of which he is at the centre of. To top it all off, in his drunken state, he declares his love for Francesca in front of the whole party. She's less than impressed and leaves abruptly. The next morning, a hazy Freddy wakes up late for his interview, puts on an ill-fitting suit, takes a rogue pill for his splitting hangover and rushes to the job centre. Just as he rocks up, Freddy gets the fear, recalling last night's antics. What happened? During a car crash interview, there's paranoid flashbacks, a thorough scathing and the unexpected hard-on. What was the job he was going to be going for? Just something where you had to wear a suit, like an office type thing? I can't remember, I I don't know if it got to that, but... Episode 3 would have been Wishy on Wheels, a zoo of wildness. (laughs) (laughs) After Freddy's performance at the wedding, he's spotted on the internet and gets his first festival booking up north in the Highlands. (laughs) The first time he's ever really left Wisher. With no driving licence or money, he comes to harsh realisation that he's no means to get there. He seeks the services of Neil, the only one of the boys who has a licence, to see that if he can borrow the local school bus for the weekend. <laughs> Don't want to get the swind of what's going on and invites himself along, assuming the role of Freddy's manager. He knows how these festival promoters work and will ensure that Freddy's, Freddy and his entourage are well treated and get everything they deserve. Together, the gang travel up north, but not before filling the bus with every weird headbanger and wisher. Heated exchanges with angry townsfolk take place after Neil gets a little too friendly with the festival owner's wife. (laughs) (laughs) A sober Freddy finally picks up the courage to to kiss Francesca. Shona sees this and leaves the festival distraught. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite a secret bitch in it, man. Episode four is That We Minx. Freddy and Francesca have been getting on well. It's beginning to look like it really could go somewhere. Freddy's back living with his mum has managed to stay out of trouble whilst Francesca has been out canvassing for a local election. <laughs> was there like so much political stuff in it? Was that, was that like, like, a, like an angle that they were saying? Or oh, it's just, it's just good to keep up with like, current events. I wanted to have a, a right sort of fuck the Tories thing all the way through right. it. If it was on the BBC, you couldn't have that. <laughs> we would actually was, we would have made it fuck Labour. <laughs> <laughs> Awkwardly for Freddy, his mum Rona has found out about the relationship and is on the case to meet his new fancy woman with immediate effect. Meanwhile, after the class, teacher suddenly falls unwell and ever before the school show, it's left in Neil's <laughs> hands to put the finishing touches to the play. Unfortunately, he hasn't been, been paying much attention during rehearsals due to flirting with another class assistant and he makes some pretty drastic plot changes. <laughs> Tori has been receiving a lot of online abuse recently due to his Turkish roots. 
feeling hurt and ashamed, he starts to put the distance between himself and the family. No longer showing up for his part-time shifts at his dad's kebab shop. The dinner with Freddy's two favourite girls takes a turn for the worst as the conversation turns political. What does a wee lassie for the fantasies know about anybody's struggle? Francesca mentions nothing about caring for her father, who has muscular dystrophy. <laughs> Later that evening, Rona's heart sinks when she sees Francesca's parents pick her up from the restaurant. I, I don't... Some of this, this is us going into total fiction now, so I don't know what, what that's about. What would have happened there, I? Maybe we'll find out here in episode five, which is called Donner Kebab. <laughs> Donnie's dream is to make it out of Wisha. His means of escape is his beloved Wishy FM. He's sure that if one of the big stations hears his show, they will snap him up. Unfortunately, Wishy FM is in desperate need of funding and a permanent location. The builders need the space for a new sewage pipe. <laughs> he organises a guerrilla gig in Wisha High Street and Freddy is set to be the star performer. Donnie's family encouraged the whole Turkish clan clan into fundraising action to help keep the station open. Neil and Rage's parents at the local primary school after, after signing, signing a class full of seven-year-olds up to social media, all to help promote the show. <laughs> On the day of the gig... That, that's, that's a really good thing. That's, that's that, that really funny. That'd be funny as fuck. <laughs> On the day of the gig, a protest is also taking place 50 metres 50 metres up the road, organised by the local right-wing group who are outraged by the influx oh. of refugees in Wishy. Freddie, as ever, wanted to show Francesca how active he's being in the community, decides that they should do a counter-demo. As the police <laughs> start to surround the right-wing crowd, they realise they're, they're, they're caught on the wrong side. Freddie notices Donnie and his family are on the opposing street and shouts to get his attention. However, due to the noise of the crowd, the more he shouts, <laughs> the angrier he <laughs> The resulting debacle sees Freddy arrested again for disturbing the peace. With Freddy in the police cells, the resulting fundraiser goes from bad to worse as a far-right protester target Donnie's dad's tar- Turkish kebab shop. Windows are smashed and the inside trashed. Freddy and Don's Donnie feel responsible and more than ever sense that their dreams of escaping the confines of Wisha look more and more unlikely. <laughs> the last episode, episode six. Has... His father's in the army. Freddy's woken from... <laughs> why is he always waking from his slumber? Why, why is that? <laughs> I've been that so much. Waking from his slumber. <laughs> Freddy is woken from his slumber by a call. His close friend and mentor, the legendary Brian Yard Yardley, died suddenly in the night with news of the death filtering outside of the town. All types of weird and warped characters are making their pilgrimage to Wishy, including Freddy's absent father. Oof. Rona does all she can to stop Freddy from seeing his dad, but somehow Holy Willy finds a way for a chance encounter. Neil receives an offer to teach at one of the posh schools in Edinburgh, but it means leaving Wishy and the boys behind. It's what he's always wanted, but now it's actually happening. The fear sets in. Donnie's numbers finally start to grow after some rather revealing press shots from the past surface online. This wasn't how he imagined going viral. <laughs> Constantly being pulled between his mum and dad, Freddie hits the drink. At the funeral, the day goes from bad to worse. 
So I was going for bad to worse, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Slumber and bad to worse. As he stumbles and causes a commotion when lowering the body into the grave and is then forced to give an impromptu speech at the wake, the emotion of it all getting the better of him, realising life's too short, Shona finally comes out to Francesca and confesses her love for her. Neil breaks the news of his imminent departure to the boys as Donnie accepts an offer to go with a new reality TV show <laughs> looking for love. <laughs> it seems as if everyone is getting out of town except him. Freddie's dad offers him a chance at a fresh start. He can come and live with him down south but it would mean leaving his mum and Francesca behind. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. They all, they all sound like the big good episodes, man. I mean, it was really, it's really starting to flesh itself out there. I mean, you, can, you can already imagine where season two is going. Do we go down south? Uh, have the boys all left? Brian Yardley, the mentor, the Mr Miyagi's dead, it would seem, but does he maybe come back in a, in a kind of a ghostly like fashion where he, he's still in he's still in Freddy's mind and thoughts why was it why was the episode called your dad's in the army I take it his dad is in the army no there's a Hamish Shimlack song called I think that was going to be one of the a song that was, was called Cod Liver Oil in the Orange Juice and that was the song's about a woman getting pregnant and the guy leaves to go in the army but that's one of the lines in the song I don't know I don't know what I think that's why it's is it not that the, the dad's away so that so as opposed to kind of saving the embarrassment of, of the absent father, they say his dad's in the army. His father's in the army. No, because it will mind we think we can be to do the the playlist and that. So that was I'm sure that was going to be the song there because that's the line of the song. Ah, but that's what I means it. No, like that. That's the that's the kind of old patter. Like when it, there was a single mother with a child, as opposed to saying he's not got a dad, he's fucked off. They would they, they would say ah, his father's in the army. Like that's why he's not right. there. Maybe I, maybe I. I think that my own son will never know. Till the conscription happens. Till you get drafted, eh? The train, the Turkish gone. But I, man, that was that, fuck. It was kind of cool going back to that there. To be fair, and and seeing where it could have went, I would have liked. I'd like the opportunity to go back to that. So raise one hundred and ten grand, and we'll knock a few those out. Also, I quite like the fact that episode two starts like a a few weeks later. The reason for that would be because obviously you make the pilot, and you make the pilot in the hope that it gets commissioned but because ah, okay. continuity would have been like they'll like it would have got made much later on haircuts for the different people have changed a wee bit you kind of make it like times passed in that ah, way very, you know very clever was that some advice you got or was that no that was actually say? just uh, knowing the way television works <laughs> <laughs> it was fun though man I, I, I look back at that time very fondly and they, they, by the way uh, a little easter egg for Daz here he was going to, uh, whether he likes it or not, he was going to make all the music for the all the, the sound beds. Dad was, Dad was going to make the intro tune. Because when we... we all Write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. Aye, aye. <laughs> so there's 20 songs here, a playlist. I'll tell you about there, which we're going to be getting used. Go for it. So uh, uh, this is in no particular order, but I think it most it's most it's Scottish songs. First one is Daddy's Gone by Glass Vegas. Nice. Second song, uh, Cod Liver Oil and the Orange Juice by Amy Shimlack. Number three, Sometimes by Jerry Cinnamon. <laughs> Number four, The Joyful Commandment Blues by The Proclaimers. Mother, I Love You, Sydney Divine. I'm Free by The Soup Dragons. Sparky's Dream, Teenage Fan Club. 
Dead Cities Exploited. Moving on up, Primal Scream. Iron Sky, Bill and Atini. I'm a Cuckoo, Bill and Sebastian. Class the Laughlantines. <laughs> no other way, Bill and Atini. Dogs of War, Sensational Axe Happy Band. What Have You Done, Jerry Cinnamon? Release the Hounds, Laughlantines. <laughs> Sunshine of Your Love, Cream. Slow Elvis, Laughlantines. <laughs> Never Fight a Man with a Pair of Idols. Right down the line, Jerry Rafferty. What do I know, the Laughlantines? <laughs> Mother, Idols. And then Diamonds in the Mud, Jerry Cinnamon. I think at first we're thinking, but we just put all our own songs in it, or like Daz would make all the music, and then we're just trying to keep everything in house. I know so you can you can see how some of those songs would be good. Oh, no, absolutely. The, the Jerry Rafferty song ended up getting used in Euphoria and becoming like a big TikTok song. Uh huh. Fucking uh, Jerry Cinnamon sometimes get used in the opening scene of a uh, Netflix fucking massive show that Storm was watching. Oh, what was it called? It was like. Kind of superhero. It was so. It so did not fit. Right. It right. was. It was so wrong. It was sometimes, <laughs> and it was like superheroes flying and all that. It was nuts. That's a strange one. But shout out to Jerry getting that coin. There you go. There's also a, a, a funny bit with written about wrote about us. <laughs> credentials. I don't know about it. I've, I've lost the page now, but we still got up here. Class is inspired. By, class is inspired by the real life stories of Jamie Keenan and Carol Can. Together they wrote the debut collection of short stories The LaFontaine solved 12 of life's most common problems which gives the reader a glimpse into the lives of them close to them growing up in North Lanarkshire. Hailing from a small town of Worcester, Scotland the guys formed the core of the Scottish rock band The LaFontaines. Since forming in 2009 and with the boys now nearing their late 20s <laughs> they've released <laughs> albums Class, Common Problem and Junior with the latest earning in their first UK Top 40. Their lyrics are often socially conscious their album's brutally honest outpouring of angst and rebellion, a reflection of the state of the world today. But to understand the LaFontaines is to truly see them live. Their shows are akin to the likes of the Beastie Boys setting off fireworks at a Scottish Cup final. <laughs> There's no band quite like the LaFontaines. Up until recently, the members continued to work normal jobs alongside the, <laughs> their commitments to the band. Jamie worked as a tiler alongside his father, whilst Kerr, for example, sold boilers for a day. Just a couple dead-earth boys. There's a there's some bullshit I haven't watched it, but some bullshit thing I've saw. It's called Lad Ladhood or something. Have you seen this? Uh, I and uh, it looks uh, it looks like like a kind of worse version of that. <laughs> I, I actually think, um, funny enough, that uh, the title made me think it was bullshit as well. And I watched a couple of episodes, and it's pretty, right, right. pretty good, man. Was it quite good? Eh? Was it is it a similar in a similar kind of vein? Uh, like there, there's it's quite cool the concept. It's sort of like it's him present day. And he goes through his life and like a wee thing will trigger a memory. So for instance, maybe he's got a relationship currently and then she'll do something that'll trigger him and it'll go back to the root cause right, when okay. he was a child of how that happened. All oh, right, okay. Really, That's quite cool. It is good, man. It's, it's really good. Um, this guy made that Liam something he's called. Anyway, uh, he's, uh, he's a fellow uh, scriptwriter like ourselves. And he, Liam, Liam Payne. <laughs> Liam Payne, aye. Aye, it's really good. You should watch that. Um, but All I, right, cool. That's quite a good idea. It was, it was cool. That was smart. I was only... Have you seen any of the Jeffrey Dahmer thing? I've watched two episodes, two well, or three episodes. It's horrible, isn't it? It's absolutely horrible. Aye, that, that guy's really good, man. Aye, it's, it's well, amazing that way, but it's just... I, I, I watched it, I, I was out on Sunday, and I came home, had a good, a good drink, so I came back and uh, I got a hoagie, and 
was eating my hoagie watching it. Well, no, so I didn't eat my hoagie watching it. I sat with my hoagie like like that, like, Aye, in front of my mouth, like right with my with my mouth wide open the full way through it, and then I had to put it down. And I couldn't eat it. Oh. I was like, uh, I went to bed. I was all disturbed. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? How many episodes have you watched? Um, I watched another one last night, so I just two. I uh, two. I think it's two. So, so good, you can't. But I, I said, I said on Monday or oh, Sunday night when I went to bed, I was like, I'm not watching anywhere of that. That's that's too much for me. But then curiosity was got the better off me, and I was like, well. But I think somebody said the first one is the worst. You kind of summed it up there, like I didn't really want to watch more of it, but it's too icky. I kind of need to watch all of them though. It's quite a cool pitch for me in this this uh, treatment, Jamie. I quite like. I think it was the time that uh, we had pretended in social media that you and I had fell out really badly. <laughs> uh, we'd done it for like a, a day. We had like that. We, I couldn't. No, we just put. No, I think we just put we put a we put a picture up, and it was two years with arms on each other, and then we just seen something a bit that after a few years we'd kind of fell back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still for still for a couple of years after that, folks like, what were you, what were you no talking to care for? All <laughs> <laughs> the rights to the script. You see, uh, Ian Brown was getting a lot of backlash. I the karaoke vibes. But then, so I seen that and thought that's mental. And then a few guys um working with the daily with the gig last night and were saying it was it was brilliant. Um, they're saying it, but I think it's maybe because the folk at Leeds were expecting a, a band, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas the folk in Glasgow already knew that there wasn't going to be a band. But they were. You didn't play any Stone Roses songs. Didn't play any Stone Roses songs. Somebody else said something that resonated with me. It's like loads of people go to see shite singers play with their just their tracks. Aye, I know definitely, man. Not 100%, it's just, but it's just, just that's not what you buy a ticket to see him do. Who who is in in the past? Previously played with a band aye, every uh, time who was wanted to inspire people roses. to pick up a guitar. Whatever. Exactly, aye. But there's also another way of looking at maybe maybe something happened with the band couldn't make it or something, and he's like, "Fuck it, the show must go on." So the full band couldn't make it. Well, I know. I've, I've been doing down south. I've been doing a lot of shows without you guys. <laughs> hi, <laughs> Ian. Hi, and just to say, we're going to be really late tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's also as well like some people can do that gig and they're charismatic enough yeah. that it can still be good yeah. but I don't really know if he is <laughs> you think he would maybe still have had like a I like a, a DJ, DJ yeah. I, I, I know but even even that that's an hour cunt you need to pay to come with you like, oh, that's 50 quid you can keep it yourself what do you think he was pressing play it himself he's got to side of the stage and pressing his iPod <laughs> you like this one you like this one two things I got on my phone oh shit what's the code again <laughs> The mad here uh, YouTube advert <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Google, Google Pixel. <laughs> the Tayote. We're getting for- phone calls for the band through the song soon. Hey, we broke down on the M1. <laughs> but listen, if you're uh, if you've been a fan of what we just read over the course of three episodes, a real fucking a real heart melter, then yeah, jump onto the Patreon, donate some cash and and uh, let's get it made. Let's do it all. We only done our 10 grand once we've uh, extorted once we, Mr. Brewdog. And that's I'm, I'm literally just finished setting an email up, keraoutlook.com. So I'm, uh, I'll set up a new Instagram and I'll get him. Kerry. Kerry. This time next week. Kerry1 at outlook.com and it's uh, always getting blackmailed. <laughs> Bye.
Right, that's that's it for another week. As we always say, please like, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff. Tell a nation, tag a pal. If you are friends with anyone in the TV industry, you could get them to listen to this. It's, it would really be worth your while. It, but listen, if you help us get it made, there's two hundred pounds coming your way. So that's very very fair. So just think of that before you uh, go to your next podcast episode. Make it happen. Um, aye, that's us, the, the three the three amigos. Next week is 100 episodes in. We it's have continuity. something planned that you just won't even believe. It's kind of, it's podcasting in 5D, let's just say. 5D podcasting. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Leave it at that. Uh, but as we always say, peace, love and unity. Good night, Vienna. And from us here at the podcast headquarters. Good night, Wishy. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.